Welcome to the Retirement Clinic with your host, Jeff Kowal, from the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialists. And welcome to the Retirement Clinic, WISN Milwaukee, WIBA Madison, hosted by the president of the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist. He is Jeff Kowal. Jeff, good morning. Morning, Paul. How are you? Fantastic. And uh, we have with us in studio, thanks for asking, by the way, Jeff. <laughs> I'm glad you're doing well. Welcome back to Paul Schaefer. Paul, you're with the Kowal Investment Group. Uh, good to have you back on the show. All right, good to be back. Good morning, morning. guys. And, and our listeners, we welcome you to the Retirement Clinic. We've got uh, people in Madison and Middleton. That's where one of your offices is. Jeff, you're also in Waukesha, Port Washington, Phoenix, Arizona. Yep. And don't we have an announcement soon that you're going to be coming? Pretty soon. Else? Paul knows more about that because he's working at a lease with, <laughs> with receipt. Oh, he's well, like yeah. the receipt office. It's, it's a done deal. It's a done deal. We so. just need to do some work to get it ready for us. So, like, so, like get water in there, so stuff so like that. So coming soon, Racine. That's right. So that'll be five locations, Jeff. As I said, your your headquarters in Waukesha. You've been doing this since two thousand and one. This radio show since two thousand and one. Right. Market updates, the business reports you hear on both stations now, WISN and WIBA as well. Yeah, we've been doing those on WISN since nineteen ninety seven. So twenty one years we've been doing those. Been doing them also Vicky McKenna's show at uh, four fifty five in the afternoon. On WIBA in Madison. So Monday through Friday at the 3 o'clock news block, 5 o'clock news block on WISN and 455 in Madison. We try to give you an idea of what's going on in the market that day. One minute. So we tell you whether it's uh, uh, the market's driven by government reports, by corporate earnings reports, by some trend in the market with oil prices or something else. Try to give you a little bit of detail and try to give you an idea of how it applies to you, your life, your investment, your retirement plan. Then we wrap it up with the Dow, the S&P 500, and tech-heavy NASDAQ all in one minute. Again, 3 and 5 o'clock news blocks on WISN. 11.30 and then 13.10 WIBA in Madison at 4.55 just in Vicki McKenna's show just before the news. And your niche is retirement, Paul. You and your clients, I mean, the whole goal, everything you work on is their retirement plan. That's correct. And, um, you know, focus with uh, employer plans, IRAs, Roth IRAs, um, going to do a little bit of it all. And uh, some of the items we'll talk about later this show will be uh, kind of year-end planning and planning for the new year uh, with those retirement accounts. And, and with Paul here, Jeff, with you in studio, where we can answer any questions on what some people are seeing as volatile markets. You know, right? You're getting yep. a little bit. Some people are getting a little skittish. What do I do? Do I make some moves? Well, give us a call. Let's talk about that. Yeah. Where are we at in these markets, and where are you at with your retirement plan? Nice little recovery with the investments. We can talk about the investments. We can talk Roth IRAs, uh, Roth conversions. Paul is a CPA, master's in accounting in our office, bright guy. Uh, nice thing about it, he has a personality. Clients love working with him. <laughs> so they have those. To be no, a guy, be I was going to say, I was going to ask like CPA jokes out there or something like that. Yeah, a CPA them, with, yeah. Yeah, I'll just skip them. Everybody's got a personality. As well. I, I don't know if that's good or bad. <laughs> right. He didn't say it was a good one. He just said you had a personality. This All is right. pretty good. But that's awesome. Uh, you know what? I'll give out the phone numbers, Jeff. Sounds great. In the show, here's what we do. We have a couple features. Uh, we call it the sexy segment. It's about wealth management and preservation. We have the Boss Minute coming up with Aaron Kowal. Right. That's for business owners, for their savings, 
and their security because sometimes your business is your retirement plan and maybe that's not always such a wise idea. We'll touch on that uh, boss minute coming up after our first commercial break. The rest of the show, we kind of leave up to our listeners and your questions. So we've got wide open phone lines with Paul Schaefer, with Jeff Kowal, 799-1130. Toll free, 800-838-9476. Any question that's got to do with your retirement. Now, Paul, you mentioned 401k plans, the IRA, some tax questions come in. Jeff, we get Social Security. That question, usually it's when. When do I start taking Social Security? And Medicare plays into your monthly cash yep. flow. And I just had a discussion with somebody this morning, and it's not always uh, the same for everybody as to when you take Social Security. It depends life expectancy, uh, how long you're going to – are you in decent health and what is your family history? Uh, also take into account who's working, which one has a higher – which has a higher income and potentially the higher Social Security benefit. All that goes into whether you make a – how you make a determination as to when to take Social Security. Yeah, you can't predict your health you know, years down the road, but you, your current health situation – I'm sure it plays into your overall plan. Whether you're going to, yes, and whether you take Social Security early or delay Social Security. But a, a good thing about what we do at the Coal Investment Group, we're team oriented. Paul's on a lot of our teams for uh, working with clients. Um, but for everybody in our office, the entire team from top to bottom, we all talk the same language. We all talk about retirement planning and different aspects of retirement planning, whether it's cash flow analysis, making sure you have enough money in retirement, um, this, this, uh, investments, uh, beneficiaries, le- leaving a legacy. How do you how do you preserve the wealth that you have, grow it, take income from it, and then pass it on to your heirs? All those things play into the part of, of retirement planning. But so, what if I don't want to pass it on to my heirs? Or if you want to spend the last dime. Jane says that she we recently joined the ski club, Spending Kids Inheritance. So, <laughs> so I, she's, For a second, I thought you were actually talking about a ski club. It, it is. It's a legitimate Spending it's, Kids Inheritance. We're not going to go on any slopes or anything unless there's a... Unless there's a lodge involved with it, you're Shelley skiing. But. It, everybody's different, Jeff. I'm sure some people do want to leave that that legacy, right? That in, inheritance, call it what you want. Others might say, you know what? That's my money. Uh, yep. I can't take it with me. I've heard that's from so many friends of mine. Can't take it with me. Might as well spend it. Well, you got to be careful with that. You don't want to overspend and run out. That's right. And that's why we do the calculations for clients. We also do a thing called bad timing scenario. You know, you don't want to retire at 65, 63, whatever it is. And then because of a slight miscalculation, you have to go back to work at 75. So we have, we are very sensitive to that. Uh, sensitive to the fact that, again, bad timing scenario, all of our clients think that the day that they retire is the day that the market's going to take. And then what happens? They can't go back. They can't go back to their job and say, you know, I want to work a little bit longer now. They've already left, perhaps got a severance package. So we always plan for that. We plan for a worst-case scenario. So let's start with our first topic, our first story of the day. And that being said, we're also going to take your phone calls. We've got a lot of time left in the hour. And we've got some lines open for you at 799-1130. Any question about your retirement plan is welcome, 799-1130. Especially today with Paul here, if you have any tax questions as we move into the end of the year and uh, key things you should do with the end of the year, before the end of the year, and then moving into a new year. Paul, why don't you address that? Should we start with some of the year-end sure, uh, deadlines and planning items? Okay. Uh, so a good time to talk about this. There's 30 days yet to uh, make sure you've accounted for everything you need to, um, fix any mistakes or address issues before they become problems that follow you into the new year. 
Uh, first, for those individuals that uh, have an IRA account that uh, turned 70 and a half either uh, prior to 2018 or in 2018, um, required minimum distributions, uh, the amount that has to come out of the IRA needs to be done during the calendar year. So Again, 30, today's December 1st? Yeah, so yeah. there's 30 days if uh, if you've haven't taken your RMD yet, required minimum distribution, needs to come out. Uh, if you turn 70 and a half during 2018, you have a little bit more time. You can take your first distribution up until the tax deadline, but then you would be doubling up next year. So you might not want to do that depending on your Yeah, tax by situation. April 1st, but that's a key point that, that then you have to take it for this year and for next year. You have to take two of them. Yep. So, um, so also, um, for anybody that uh, was deceased in uh, 2018, if you are a beneficiary of that account and they were 70 and a half or older, you need to make sure that they satisfied their required minimum distribution. And if they haven't, you need to take it uh, for them. And uh, it's important that that's addressed because there's stiff penalties if you if you miss it. Uh, so yeah. you're talking about a deceased spouse in this calendar year? Is that yep. what we're talking about? If any deceased IRA owner, it could be a spouse, it could be a non-spouse. If you inherited the account, you want to make sure that they satisfied their required minimum distribution. Yep. Um, also, uh, if, if you inherited an account, it's actually in your name as an inherited IRA, just making sure that you've taken that distri- uh, required minimum distribution for that account uh, because custodians aren't required to report that to you. Uh, so just making sure that you've... That's, a, for that's a key point because they're that's not a, required. It's your responsibility to make sure that that comes out. The custodian won't get penalized if your RMD doesn't come out. You'll get penalized yep. 50%. Cause, five because zero. It, it belongs to you. It's your. Yes. Wow. So there's a 50% penalty for not taking out the required minimum distribution. And adding insult to injury, not only do you get to pay that 50%, but you still get to take out the required or have to take out the required minimum distribution and pay taxes on that. So you can potentially really get creamed in taxes That's if you don't do hit. it right. That's oh, yeah. five zero fifty 50%. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you don't want to miss that. Um, also, I think, Jeff, you're going to talk about Roth conversions today, but uh, Roth conversions, if you want to move money from an IRA or employer pre-tax plan to a Roth IRA, that needs to be done during the calendar year. So you have 30 days to do it yet if you want to do one for 2018. Um, those rules are different from a IRA or Roth contribution, That's which you have a little point. bit more time to do. Um, so. Yeah, the difference. So con- conversion, if you're moving money from an IRA to a Roth IRA, that must be done before the end of the year. You think, no, I got until I, I file my taxes. No, you don't. On a conversion, you have to do it before the end of the year. Contribution, as Paul mentioned, uh, contribution has to be done or can be done up until the time you file your income tax return. These are, these are really helpful urine uh reminders jeff if if we don't have somebody an advisor or maybe it's our tax guy or accountant telling us about this or somebody who doesn't specialize in this area you could so. screw up oh you bet those are big penalties yes and a lot of money involved um more coming up let's sneak in a question or two sounds great here in wisn and wiba you are listening to the retirement clinic in west dallas first up is chuck chuck good morning thank you for taking my call hi chuck I'm a GE employee, worked there 40 years, and uh, I know a lot of people that are already working working there and worried about the GE pensions. Uh, <laughs> so many questions about this from friends and, rel- uh, and relatives that even work there. Um, what is your take on, on that? Uh, a couple things. Uh you know, I think you may have an opportunity to take a lump sum. So a number of people that we're working with are taking a lump sum instead of taking a pension. 
If you are taking a pension, you generally don't have to worry about. If you're a high wage earner and you're going to be an executive and you're going to get a large pension, you might get that trimmed a little bit if, 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 underline it, if the pension is underfunded and it has, they have to dump it on the government. If they dump it on the government, there's an agency called PBGC, which is the Pension Benefit Guarantee Corporation, PBGC. Okay. And they'll generally guarantee pensions. Steel industry, airline industry, they've all done it, and that's why there's a certain amount of pressure on the government agency itself that they can't take over all pensions. Uh, but they, they, uh, uh, you know, they set requirements as to how the pension should be funded, and if there's underfunding and falls below a certain level, uh, like they did in 2008 and around that time, even before that, for the steel industry, car industry, a couple of them were were uh, they dumped the pension onto the uh, PBGC. So it's uh, the if your if your income is relatively low, chances are the full amount is going to be guaranteed by PBGC. If your if your pension's a little bit higher, well, that's going to get trimmed a little bit. Most likely, you're not going to get your entire pension amount, uh, monthly income. So that's where a lot of people are thinking, oh, wait a second, I'll take my lump sum. I'll have control over that. But again, that's an area you have to take a look at. Um, you know, I, I think you should be concerned, um, but you know, don't worry about it. They, you do, and you will have options with it. So they will, they will contact us and let us know. And- They'll contact you. Mean if it's underfunded and if it's getting dumped onto a different agency? Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. They'll. You'll know. Okay. Um, but right now, I think the the pension is not in danger of being underfunded. So, or, or uh, uh, pension is not in danger. You're, you're if you're taking monthly income, it's not in danger yet. But that's okay. the thing you have to worry about, especially moving into the future. How well is GE going to do to be able to come up with the money to fund the pension for current and, and past retirees? Okay. Thanks for the call, Chuck. Thank you so much. Appreciate Call our the office question. if we can help you, too. Sure. In fact, let's give out that phone number, Jeff, as we head into our break, and then we'll come back with the Retirement Clinic. We can reach you at the office at 262-522-4040. Uh, you're on social media. We need to remind oh, you about right. that, too. So thekowalway.com is a great website. Check out thekowalway.com. Or you're on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. And uh, Paul, right. every now and then we forget to mention that. I mean, Jeff and I are old school. Yeah, I mean, you can not only find us there um, for our information, but we also post uh, what we think are helpful updates and news articles and blogs. Uh, so if you're just want to, you know, read up on, you know, the latest news or anything that we've posted there, it could be helpful, um, you know, for your situation. Check out the Kowal Way dot com. When we come back, Aaron Kowal joins us for the Boss Minute. Uh, for business owners and more of your questions. So if you've got a retirement question for the Retirement Clinic, call us at 799-1130, WISN and WIBA. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Retirement Clinic on WISN. I'm Aaron Kowal with the Boss Minute, business owners' savings and security. It's about owning your retirement, not just your business. Many business owners know how to accumulate wealth. They've been doing it for years, building up the assets in their business or investing the results of their hard work on the business. However, many business owners and individuals don't know what to do with it when it comes time to distribute their assets at death. There could be a lot of inefficiency when a business owner passes away and there was little estate planning work done, no work done, or the planning was done many years ago. 
Their business may be subject to many issues that can damage a legacy upon death. Ensuring that legacy takes a lot more than hoping it works out or telling people what you like to do. It requires the right tools. That tool could be a trust. With a lot of business owners, there are obstacles, but they can be overcome. As we've discussed in the past, the business owner is very frequently focused on the business and doesn't have time or want to put the time into thinking about and discussing his or her death. There are uncomfortable conversations to be had, and it can take time. But that time is far less time than the amount of time it it took to build your successful business. The first step is to work with an advisor that is familiar with the challenges family business owners face and what unique issues you have. It will probably take more than a single advisor, a team that includes the advisor, tax expert, insurance expert, and an attorney, for example, should all be involved. We have that expert team we meet with on a regular basis to review our family business owner situations and help address these issues from all angles. A trust can help ensure that your business goes where you want it to go. It allows you to have control over who gets an asset, can protect against creditors, avoids probate while keeping your financial situation private, and can help with transfer taxes. An irrevocable life insurance trust can help pay your estate taxes so your family does not need to worry about where the money will come from to pay those taxes and allows them to keep the business intact. If you're a family business owner, you need to take the time to sit down with a retirement and family business specialist and address these issues with someone who does it every day. A few hours spent on this can mean millions of dollars saved by your beneficiaries. Having it written out beforehand and communicated can also alleviate hurt feelings that unfortunately can ruin relationships. Address these issues now and help make sure the business you've worked so hard to grow will still be a great asset for future generations. This week's Boss Minute with Aaron Kowal. And just to follow up on that, Jeff, why we focus on business owners at least once a week? Well, uh, for the most part, a lot of the, uh, our clients are business owners, and we don't want the business to be tied up exclusively or, or to, to biz, be the, the business be the only thing that you rely on for your retirement. Could very well be that that's the case. But just as Aaron mentioned, you know, you, in every case, you have to reduce it to writing. If you have some intentions for your business, if you have some intentions for your uh, um, assets that you have there, reduce it to writing. Do set up a trust, and then, as Aaron mentioned, with the uh, irrevocable life insurance trust, that brings in money at the time you need it the most. In for the most part, income tax and estate tax uh, free. So, if you have a significant estate, if your a significant amount of your wealth is tied up in your business. Those are types of things you have to do with regard to planning. Paul Schaefer joins us on the Retirement Clinic. We're on WIBA Madison, WISM Milwaukee. Of course, your host, Jeff Kowal, is here to answer questions with Paul. 799-1130 for the Retirement Clinic. Circling back, Paul, you wanted to add something to that GE caller about his pension because it does affect a lot of our Milwaukee listeners. Well, I, I guess um, a, a side issue from the pension with the, the GE uh, situation is um, with the GE stock, yeah, that's a different issue. And uh, specifically with 401ks, one of the items that I had in for my uh, 2019 planning was uh, a review of your 401k allocation. Uh, a lot of times that's neglected and making sure that you you know look at it, possibly make some uh, reallocations or updates to that. Uh, but for GE employees, uh, I know a lot of GE employees have GE stock in their 401k, and it's come down a long way. Right. There's still a lot of uncertainty around the stock itself. So if you have a large concentrated position, even though it's uh, at a depressed price, it could be depressed lower. You know, who knows how things are going to shake out. You may want to update your 401k allocation 
Um, at, yeah, least address at, at, least, at least look at it. Make yeah. sure you don't have too much. You don't want to have a concentrated position in anything if you want to diversify risk and uh, make sure you're appropriately allocated. We've seen that in a couple of stocks recently that are big-name stocks that would never drop, Amazon and uh, uh, Apple and some of the others. Well, it can happen to that, too. So that's what uh, Paul brings up a great point. Make sure you look at your allocation, especially if you have a concentrated position in your company stock, whether it's GE, Harley, Johnson Controls, uh, um, Coles, any of those uh, companies, uh, even Amazon, make sure that you uh, take a look at your allocation and make sure that you pay attention to where your assets are and, and diversification. If you love the stock and you do a reassessment of it and you decide you want to keep that stock and keep that position, great, but at least take a look at it. But can emotions cloud your judgment? Perhaps, especially if you work, I work there, right? I'm, I work I'm loyal. There, loyal to the company. Yeah. A lot of them had... Uh, stock purchase programs where you would you know, buy it at a discount and you, to show that you're loyal to the company. I know my wife had it with a, with a phone company. They had that for a long time where you would buy U.S. savings bonds or you'd buy a company stock you know, just to show your loyalty and you had to part. Not, you didn't have to purchase, but you, but you felt you needed to. So it's a good idea that you know some of the motion does come into it, take a look at it objectively, and maybe you keep it. I think Harley might fall into that category, and that's not a bad thing, that people are loyal. Most people that work at Harley, they, they talk about it. They buy, they have a Harley. Well, and you, and you know that company better than you know just about anything else. So you know, I know the direction of the company. I'm happy with the direction of the company, whether it's GE, Harley, Johnson Controls, uh, Yahoo, any of the other ones. But you've got to be careful about the balancing part. Paul, said something interesting, and that is looking at the 401k plan. Mm-hmm. Now we're at the end of the year. We've seen some volatility after, what, the longest bull run in history or second longest, whatever it was. All of a sudden, we're seeing some of some of our gains that may have been erased. We can do something about it. We shouldn't bury our, our head in our sand and just leave it, right? At least examine it. Oh, right. And and if you have a, a target allocation, if you are, have 60% in stocks and 40% in fixed income, uh, with the moves that we've seen in the markets this year, uh, those percentages have probably fallen outside of what you kind of intended, your target allocation. So it might be a good opportunity to review that, reallocate, um, get yourself back to your target allocation. I know a lot of people, Jeff, that have a 401k plan and have no idea what their allocation is. I don't know if that's bad or good. Well, you don't sit and forget it. The biggest part of it is make sure that you contribute. So when you contribute, you can always pay this. You, know, you use term circle back. You can always circle back and make sure that you relook at the allocation. The biggest thing is to make sure that you're putting enough money away into your retirement plan on a regular, consistent basis, and then make sure that the allocation is where you want it to be. And you can actually, for most people, you can be more growth-oriented while you're working because you're putting money in on a regular basis. So when the market drops, you're actually buying in at a lower basis. You're buying in at a discount. The website, thekowalway.com. Check it out for more info and give us a call with your questions. Let's go back to the phones. We're on WIBA Madison, WISM Milwaukee. Uh, from Random Lake, Craig, good morning. morning. Hi, Craig. I sold some CGC stock at $51 a share, and I know it's dropped now. Is, t- is now the time to get back in, and will there be a rise on it? That's a good question. CGC stock. Um, yeah, it's a cannabis and marijuana stock. Yep, yep, yep. We're hearing um, more most, and more about that. It is a good. Well, it's going to be. There are a lot of. There are two parts to it. Um, it's not. Not a lot of companies can sell it uh, because uh, of light. Uh, it's not. Uh, marijuana is not approved in all the states. 
So some companies can't sell. Now you're you're talking about buying marijuana stock, and there are a couple things with that. Could it be? Is that going to be a volatile commodity? I think it probably is going to be. The popularity and the you know all the states have a referendum on whether it should be legal or not. So that's one part of it. The other part of it is that. I, you know, if I were buying it, I would probably buy it with a company that has other things uh, that are, you know, maybe they're they're in tobacco, they're in uh, alcohol, they're in other things. So it's more diversified. So you're not buying just the marijuana stock; you're buying other things as well. I don't think a lot of uh, everybody realizes that you can buy stock yeah, in those I companies. Think, and, and I think there are some big name companies uh, that are a lot of Canadian uh, cannabis uh, stocks. We, yeah. we about that sixteen thousand dollars worth of stock a year or two ago, and it was we heard about it on the news. It was going through the roof. It jumped twenty five grand in two weeks, and we sold it. That's a good and move. I, well, then, then it's a good move. You no, know, it kind of reminds me of when Bitcoin first it came out. Cryptocurrency. We all we talked about yeah. it. <laughs> and, yeah. and last thanks, I, last Thanksgiving, that was the topic of discussion for most families. And this year. Bitcoin's under four thousand. Nobody's really talking, no discussion. Yeah, nobody's about calling it. in about it. <laughs> right. Not it doesn't mean cryptocurrency is going away. Right by any means. It's just there's not. just times where it gets a little euphoric in in those kind of new markets. Yeah, there's probably smoking marijuana when they bought you, the Bitcoin stock. Euphoric, <laughs> and it's. I will just say this. Thank you for the call, Craig. Out of all the callers we get, it, it's from Random Lake, my old town. I know, and it's about marijuana stock. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Not to say it's bad, I'm just saying. Craig, thank you for Your the question. Town. Yeah, that, that is where I grew up, you know, Random Lake. Um, Jeff is from Brown Deer. Next up on the Retirement Clinic, Jeff, good morning. Hi, Jeff. Hi, good morning, Jeff. How are you today? Great, how are you? Excellent, Jeff. Our company is instituting a 401k in the new year here, and I'm 52 years old. And I was wondering, do you think I should probably get into the Roth instead of the actual just contribute? contribution. I think that's a great question. And I may or may not be able to get because we still have some year end stuff to plan for. But that is the direction I was going with my talk with my discussion on the Roth. Um, I think if you have an opportunity to get into Roth IRAs or Roth 401ks, uh, I would make the contributions there. I would personally do it that way. And you have to look at your situation and see if it makes sense. I think the tax rates are going to go up. Uh, up later on so that if you can uh, pay taxes now at what's perceived to be a lower tax bracket because the individual tax rates expire in 2025. So next several years, you'll be paying money. You'll be paying taxes on a lower tax rate. Then all that grows tax-free in there. Now, the company match will go into the traditional. So that one, you're going to have to pay ordinary income tax on it when it comes out. But, Jeff, I'm thinking if you have an opportunity to go into a Roth 401k, I would jump on that. It was a saving with the Roth. And Jeff, one, one other thing. I was wondering, do, do you think that a percentage going in instead of just like a $6 amount would be better? Just like, just okay, like I'd like 15% of my check or 10% of it or 8% or just a, I'm going to put $100 in every week. Yeah, the fact that you put money in on a consistent basis and then I would, if by doing the percentage you don't get enough in there, I would definitely increase the percentage or increase the dollar amount. You can put in $19,000 this coming year and then the $6,000 catch-up provision. And I would try to do as much of that as you possibly could. If, if the income was variable and you have paychecks that are larger than others, a percentage would help you um, be able to contribute more when your paycheck's higher. So depending on your the way you're paid... Um, a percentage might be better than a fixed amount, but 
uh, as much as you can afford. And and for uh, going into 2019, the the max contribution for 401ks is going to 18,500 to 19,000. And if you're over 50, uh, you get a catch up of $6,000. So. Um, just for individuals so uh, to so, keep in mind. So that'd be what? What'd you say? Nineteen. So twenty five. Twenty five thousand. Twenty five thousand for next year is the so max. Any way to get it in there? What Jeff? Whether it's percentage or dollar amount, get it in there, and we I put a significant portion of it, if not all of it, into the Roth. Excellent. I appreciate your time, guys. Thanks Good Jeff. question. Yeah. Good Thank stuff. You. Thank, Thank you, you so much for the uh, phone call. You know when we talk about four hundred one k plans at your employer when they do a match Jeff whatever the match pick 3% we have talked about you're crazy to pass up on that number one right. but number two in because unemployment is so low right now state in our state and nationally uh, benefits are a big part of what employers have to retain employees with. They don't want to lose a good quality employee. Yeah, we've we've talked about that. That some of the companies who weren't making a match before are making a match now, and some of them are increasing it as a way to keep the employees and adding pension plans wherever possible. Paul, we got to wrap up on some of these things with uh, a 2018 plan. You got a couple of mother, more issues that you? Oh, one more. Um thing that is sometimes neglected, and it's not really a 2018 issue, but um, a, probably a good practice to review going into a new year. If there were major life uh, events in your family or your, for yourself, a uh, good time to review beneficiaries on your employer and uh, IRA accounts. The birth of a child? Birth of a child, adoption of a child. Uh, if you get married, divorce. You know, you definitely don't want to keep likely your ex-spouse on your as a primary <laughs> beneficiary on your I'm, IRA. I'm guessing likely. most guys don't. And, and going and going through the divorce process in court does not automatically update that for you. So you definitely want to take a look at that. Um, if there was a death in, in the family and you might have had that individual as a beneficiary on your account, making sure that that's updated. Uh, so just good practice, kind of a New Year's resolution type item. There's another item with that, Paul. You reminded me of it that a lot of times people will spend a lot of money on doing wills and trusts, and then never direct, never retitle their assets to have it directed to the trust. So, again, if you talk about things you did this year, if you update your wills and trusts, make sure that your beneficiaries, as Paul mentioned, are coordinated with the. Uh, additional planning up to that date. You get. So I mean, at least what once a year kind of look at things. I don't think it's a bad idea. Yeah, especially. blow the dust well, off that trust and. Yeah, as Paul mentioned, if you have a big event that year, but certainly uh, make it make it change then. But if you just institute it, a lot of people never get the money into the right. trust. So you got to make sure that you address the beneficiaries. These are good reminders, Paul. Um, it's December first. We do have time. That's the good news. Right. You don't have to panic here. Right. But you, some of these things have to be done by the end of the year. And if you have any questions, give us a call. Let's sneak in one more question before we have to break, and that's our sexy segment, which is coming up soon. Paul Schaefer joins us on the program with your host, Jeff Kowal. This is the Retirement Clinic, and here's Bill calling from Brookfield. Good morning. Hi. Uh, I'm retired. I've got Social Security and a pension and, you know, an IRA, and I see all these commercials that say, well, you can, you can reduce your taxable income in retirement. And I'm I'm at a loss for what what you can do if you're no longer earning a salary. I think that's a loaded question because it can go just about anywhere, Bill. Uh, when they talk about reduce your taxable income in retirement, some of them are saying buy an annuity because if you have some um, uh, uh, capital gains tax or if you have money in savings, if you have large CDs, if you put it into a tax-deferred annuity, 
Uh, that can help with your tax situation now. Tax deferred means sometime in the future you're going to have to pay taxes on it, but that's a way to do it. And a lot of times they're pitching, they're trying to sell you a product, um, right. and that's a way to do it. Um, you know, there are some good, and there's there are some good uses for annuities, good uses for life insurance that can help reduce your taxes. But you have to be careful of it now, especially with the volatility of the market. These some of these guys are coming out of the woodwork selling annuities, and boy, they sound great. But you have to be very careful with those. Paul, do you have anything else on that? Yeah, aside from the product mix, I mean, there's other things that you can do in retirement uh, that can reduce your income. Uh, Planning items, like for example, one thing I had on my year-end checklist was qualified charitable distributions. If you own an IRA, you're over 70 and a half and you have to take out the required minimum distributions. If you're charitably inclined already and are going to contribute to a charity, if you do that directly from your IRA, say a distribution of $2,000 to your your church, uh, that would be... Uh, that would count towards your RMD, but it would be excluded from income. Less tax. So less tax. That's a great point. Yeah. Yeah. The qualified charitable. Yeah. Would it also be excluded if if you're only 68 and you did that? In other words, it wouldn't be income? Not at 68. You have to be 70 and a half to qualify for that. But that's just one example of a strategy. And and there's other things, you know, that um, you can plan for, but that's just one example of uh, smaller things that you can do aside from the product mix. Sure, move it to uh, uh, tax-free municipal bonds. So there are ways that you can reduce your income, uh, your taxable income income in retirement. Uh, you know, some of the strategies that Paul mentioned with the qualified charitable deduction uh, is a great way to go. Some of the things are not, and you just have to be a little bit careful. And, with and Bill, when you first came on, you asked about, I think you're talking about TV commercials. I'm not sure if that's what you meant, but you got to be careful. Some of these, they're trying to sell you a product. An annuity right. is and a some, product. And some of them are legitimate, and they can be helpful in your situation. Uh, if you want to give us a call, we'd be happy to help you with that. Give our office a call or go online to thecoalway.com, and we can maybe walk through some of those scenarios with you, uh, Bill. Okay, thank you. All right, thank thanks you. for the call. It's, it's a good question. That's yeah, a really good question. Um, yeah, there's so and many. he's not the only one that's hearing those things. So You've heard that before. Yeah, and some of them are legitimate, and some of them are just product pitches. So When we come back, Jeff, wealth management and preservation, you call it the sexy segment. That's right, and Paul's doing it today, and this one is going to be good because it talks about a lot of money. Paul Schaefer joins us. Did you ever, you know, back when Letterman was on, did you ever get any... Paul Schaefer comments? Um, the, a little bit. Yeah, I'm still surprised how many people remember uh, Paul Schaefer, Paul but Schaefer. I, I'm still here to this day. <laughs> it, I mean, you're right about that. Letterman's been off the air for a while now. Uh, but for the, yeah, he was a band leader on Letterman's show for years. Where'd he go? Where, I, I haven't heard I th- from him. I don't know. Him. Where he is. I think he's still playing and things. A great musician. I mean, that was a great band. Yeah. Was, that show was good. Yes. Was. It was funny, too. It was funny and at first, and then it got a little weird at the end. Le- have you seen Letterman lately? Uh, you, do you oh, know, yeah, 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 retirement, yeah, yeah. You're right, it did get weird at the end. He grew Absolutely. a beard. He looks like Santa Claus. He's got a yeah. long beard, and he runs around out in Malibu barefoot. Yeah, but we used to throw watermelons off the side of buildings. That was pretty that funny. That was funny stuff. <laughs> that was early Letterman. That was That's hilarious right. That's stuff. right. And that was a little weird. Okay, <laughs> we'll take a quick break with Jeff Kowal and Paul Schaefer. The Retirement Clinic Sexy Segment is next on WISN in Milwaukee and WIBA Madison.
Fine. Ooh. Good music. I like this. Good too. tunage. And I told you I'm not a country fan, but there are certain country yep. songs I absolutely love, uh, if that makes any sense. Uh, Paul Schaefer, thank you for your time today. Really good show. Paul, yeah, it's been any, fun. You got anything left? Any uh, uh, items that we should still pay attention to before we wrap yeah, it up? Yeah, we could talk about uh, a couple more. Uh, one is IRA contribution. So if you want to make an IRA or Roth IRA contribution for 2018, you have until April of 2019. Um, but also, if for 2019 contributions, uh, a lot of people wait till later in the year to do that just uh, because they don't get around to it. But I like the idea of if you know you're going to qualify for a contribution, do it as early in the new year as possible. That just gives you an extra 15 plus months yeah. of uh, opportunity for growth and compounding over time. There's studies that if you contribute early, you're going to be in a better situation later on. So just something to think about if you're, you regularly make those contributions, consider doing it really early. Great point. Don't forget all the social media for uh, not just thekowalway.com, as Paul said, his blogs are on there and there's articles. Uh, on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on Twitter, check them out. Or we can call the Kowal Investment Group, Jeff, anytime. That's right. If you're close to already in retirement, uh, if you have to take our required minimum distributions and you want to take a look at how to do it the right way, give us a call. Uh, if you're a do-it-yourselfer, it's tired of do-it-yourself, doing it yourself and getting whipped around, and the last one is, not the last one, but uh, these are key areas where people come to the Kowal Investment Group, is that if you have assets scattered all over and you finally want to get some consolidation of that and get some professional advice, do give our office a call, 262-522-4040, 877-560-4040. And that's in Middleton and Madison and all the Madison area, as well as Milwaukee, Mequon, Thienesville, Grafton, Random Lake. <laughs> <laughs> You've got an office in Port Washington. That's right. Which, in fact, is Ozaukee County, close to Random Lake. Close to, yeah, Mequon, Thienesville, and all those areas. And, and Lake Country with our Waukesha office. So uh, do give us a call at, at either of those numbers, 877-560-4040, or you can go online at thekowalway.com, K-O-W-A-L, and request an appointment. And don't forget market updates. Tune in Monday through Friday on both stations for those updates. Paul Schaefer, Jeff Kowal, have a great weekend. Thanks, you Thanks, too, Paul. Paul. And we're back next weekend with the Retirement Clinic, WIC in Milwaukee and WIBA in Madison.